Forced Migration Review, Issue 45, February 2014 Translating Global Education Standards to Local Contexts by Karina Alaf, Svetomila Laub, and Ariana Slot. Global standards such as the Education in Emergencies Minimum Standards need to be applied locally, and this requires the thoughtful and committed contextualization process. The Interagency Network for Education in Emergencies, INEE, minimum standards articulate the minimum level of educational quality and access in emergencies, and express a commitment that all children, youth, and adults have the right to safe, good quality, and relevant education, even in the most dire circumstances, including forced displacement. End note one. In practice, because the standards are written in generic terms, they need to be contextualized in a given situation. It is about translating and adapting global standards to make their content appropriate and meaningful to the given circumstances. For example, the global guidance on teacher-student ratio is that, quote, enough teachers should be recruited to ensure an appropriate teacher-student ratio, end quote. The appropriate teacher-student ratio for a refugee camp school may differ significantly between contexts of long-term displacement and schools in recently displaced communities. Informal contextualization can occur when users review, tailor, pick out sections, and adapt the guidance for their particular needs. Formal contextualization, however, is a collaborative group process to develop a set of contextualized standards that engages all education stakeholders in a given context. The outcome is then recorded and shared widely, making it available for all education colleagues to use in that context. Such a consultative, collaborative process also helps build a strong community of practitioners and policymakers in the country, and offers an opportunity to hear the hidden voices and perspectives from, for example, refugee or host community teachers, and parents who may have previously been excluded from similar activities. This approach may help empower affected populations to claim their right to education in emergencies, and strengthen the accountability of duty bearers to meet their obligations. Sri Lanka and Ethiopia. In both Sri Lanka and Ethiopia, education practitioners from non-governmental organizations, UN agencies, policymakers from the Ministry of Education, MOE, and other government officials from geographically diverse regions of their countries attended two-day workshops in their capitals to draft national education standards through contextualizing the INEE minimum standards. In Ethiopia, in order to ensure that refugee issues were mainstreamed into the country-specific standards, the initial consultation held at the national level was followed by a second workshop in the refugee hosting area of Dolo Ado, in which refugee experts reviewed the draft standards through a refugee IDP lens. In both countries, the agenda and materials were developed in consultation with the host organization. Save the Children in Sri Lanka and UNICEF and Save the Children in Ethiopia to cater to local needs. Guidance on how to approach sensitive topics such as tribal and ethnic conflict was also incorporated. Participants were divided into groups, each group with an MOE official, local representation, and geographical diversity. Attention was also given to ensuring that gender, religion, ethnicity, and language were equally represented. The groups worked on three or more standards each to cover the entire 19 standards of the Minimum Standards Handbook over the course of two to three days. The small groups later reviewed each other's work and offered additional feedback and ideas to strengthen the content. 
Participants also drafted a list of practical ways that they would use the contextualized standards to inform and guide education policy and practice in their work. The facilitators then compiled the work into one document, highlighting any outstanding issues, questions, and content gaps. This first draft was shared with all the participants and with other educationalists located in the respective countries. Their comments and further guidance were incorporated in a final version of the local standards. Lessons from the contextualizing process. In general, participants appreciated the opportunity to sit at the same table with colleagues from across the country, and especially with those from the MOE. The participants owned the contextualization process and its contribution to their own education work. Securing government attendance and convening a diverse group of participants were applauded, as this will have a direct impact on the future level of adoption and usage of the standards in both countries. In Ethiopia, participation by a wide variety of stakeholders, including strong participation by the Administration for Refugee and Returnee Affairs, ARRA, and colleagues from the Water, Sanitation, and Hygiene and Protection Clusters, helped to strengthen the content of the standards and to build bridges across the MOE, ARRA, and the Education Cluster. One positive outcome from the Sri Lanka workshop was the identification of the many official circulars and policies on education that could be used in and or related to an emergency context. Sri Lanka does not have one specific education in emergency, EIE policy, or a policy that explicitly deals with EIE, and its draft new education policy neither explicitly nor implicitly deals with EIE. This was a recurrent and glaring gap throughout the workshop in the drafting of the contextualized standards. In addition to identifying gaps in education policy, contextualization exercises may also raise awareness of existing laws and policies that are applicable in an emergency context. In Ethiopia, for example, participants working in refugee response expressed a need to clarify whether and how government policies apply in refugee contexts. A final contextualized standards document may be able to provide such guidance to identify how existing education policy applies in various emergencies to better inform EIE initiatives. Strong MOE participation from the onset through to the end of the process is essential, as government representatives are the only ones who can validate enquiries about existing circulars and local laws and their integration into the finalized document. Some participants learned about certain circulars and laws already in place, and others, especially those from the MOE, were made aware of the nuanced difficulties of implementing these laws in the field. In Sri Lanka, it was agreed that a follow-up workshop or virtual meeting should take place with all the participants within 6 to 12 months after launching the contextualized standards in order to see who has done what in disseminating and applying the standards, and to see what good practice and lessons learned have emerged. In Ethiopia, it was also suggested to develop a monitoring system on how the standards were being applied as a way of sharing knowledge, good practices, and challenges. For future contextualizations of humanitarian quality and accountability standards, the following points could be helpful. Bullet point. Ensure diverse participant representation in the contextualization process in terms of geographical location, expertise, organization, or government, and so on. Bullet point. Endorsement and active involvement and or leadership of the process by the relevant government ministry are crucial. Bullet point. Link the contextualization process to broader processes in the sector, such as sector planning. Bullet point. 
Invest time and effort in supporting the follow-up process by identifying champions of the use of the standards and country, and by holding face-to-face -face or virtual follow-up meetings to allow users to share good practice and learn from each other. Bullet point. Allow several months for the contextualization process in order to give ample time for the group work and peer review process. Kalina Alaf, A-L-L-A-F, at exchange.tc.columbia.edu, is co-chair of the INEE Working Group on Minimum Standards and facilitated the Sri Lanka contextualization. Tvetomila Laub, T-Z-V-E-T-O-M-I-R-A, at INEESITE.org, is the coordinator for minimum standards, and Ariana Slot, M-S-T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G, at I-N-E-E-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G, is the deputy, deputy coordinator for minimum standards at I-N-E-E, www.I-N-E-E-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G slash E-N. Endnotes. Endnote 1. HTTP colon slash slash tinyurl.com slash INEE hyphen capital M lowercase IN capital S lowercase TANDARDS.